Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 467 contains news and notes and an interview with the lovely Sarah St. Clair. Warning. This show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Dangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 467 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and I hope that this message finds every single person in Pervert Nation doing well, taking care of themselves, and leading the best life they possibly can. Oh my goodness. Now, as you heard, I did not introduce anybody else for this episode. There is a wonderful reason for that. I completely forgot to organize a recording. I have been so incredibly busy with my day job, plus recording interviews, getting through the litany of items from Chicago Exotica that it truly slipped my mind. It has been absolutely incredible trying to get everything done that one needs to get done in their life and do a podcast. It's been pretty crazy. If I have any listeners that are in the industry and I took pictures of you in Chicago, check your DMs. You should have some in there. But holy smokes, it has been absolutely crazy. Counting this episode, I have five straight episodes with interviews, and I'll probably have more as well because I have a lot lined up. So things are just moving right along here at danglinafterdark.com. And one of the nice things about recording by myself in the evening when I can kind of relax and unwind. I can have a little drink, a little sip of an adult beverage. I don't normally drink while I record, but since I won't be on for too terribly long, I figured I would do it. So if you are able to toast a drink, whatever that drink may be. Cheers to you and the future ahead for all of us that is going to be everything we want it to be. Oh, that is tasty. So with this episode, I'm going to get into a couple quick things, some news and notes as it pertains to the show and Pervert Nation, Dick Dangle in general. And then you are going to hear an interview with the lovely Sarah St. Clair. And I will talk about that in a little bit. You will hear the interview in the second half of the show. But I wanted to touch on a couple of things before we get to it. 
Now, the one main thing where you probably already know this, if you follow me at the Dick Dangle on Twitter or Dangling After Dark on Instagram, I have posted about it. I was lucky enough to be honored the opportunity to do an interview for Hustler. And this will be found on their website at hustlermagazine.com. And I was absolutely floored that they reached out to me to do an interview. I know I've been in the game long and people within the industry enjoy me and appreciate me, but to actually be asked to be involved in something when it comes to Hustler Magazine is absolutely crazy. Now, I have been lucky enough to be interviewed for websites and other magazines, and each one of them holds a special place for me, but this one is on another level. So thank you very much to Mr. Blaylock of Hustler, who was kind enough to do the interview with me. It was so much fun, and the great part about it for me was it gave me the opportunity to be a little creative when it came to the pictures that I gave them. So you're going to get a little inside baseball when it comes to this. I don't have a lot of like headshots and photo sets that I can use when it comes to promoting me. Everything usually just involves me standing next to an amazing performer that takes my three to a six just by me standing beside them. So when I had this opportunity to do this article for Hustler, I thought to myself, well, let's do some new pictures because the last pictures I took, I had longer hair. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do even better. What I'm going to do is give them pictures that they can use for the article that looks like something I would have done when I first discovered Hustler magazines. So what I did with these pictures was I am in a Dick Dangle shirt. I am in red brief underwear and white socks. And what I decided to make the pictures look like is me getting ready to have a session of self-love in my room like I would have as a teenager. So the pictures kind of play out in story form where I am taking them from in between the mattress and box spring of my bed in a very sneaky fashion and then having them out on the bed like I'm getting ready for a session of self-love and the last picture is me being spent post self-love event where my underwear is on the headboard of the bed and I have a magazine draped across my lap they turned out so well I was so happy with how everything worked out it's <laughs> And I was so excited to send these pictures off that I had to kind of tease it. And when they received it, they thought it was absolutely hilarious. So it was received in the way I was hoping it would be. So I hope all of you go and either subscribe or do a trial or whatever to look at this interview and these pictures. Trust me, 
it, it is well worth your time to do so. I think you're really going to enjoy it. So once again, thank you very much to Hustler and everybody involved. I really appreciate the opportunity to be involved with this pillar of the adult community. And I had so much fun being a part of it. Hopefully it leads to other opportunities as people realize that I'm more than happy to be interviewed and tell my stories and just kind of be who I am. I'm really getting a lot more comfortable with that for sure. The other thing that I wanted to get to was, as I'm sure you have heard on this show numerous times, I've had the opportunity to shoot a scene with the beautiful Ruby Lynn in Las Vegas in January and I am quite surprised at the response that it has received. It makes me very happy in how it was received. And I was recently given a message that the person really enjoyed the scene and hopes that I work with her again. I was kind of taken aback by that. I did not expect that to happen. And we both agreed that a lot of it has to do with the fact that I'm just kind of a regular guy and, you know, I'm not 3% body fat with a dick that looks like a pool noodle. And it makes me very motivated to try and take advantage of this. And I've been wanting to do it for a while. So hopefully through this summer and into the fall, I can get all of my affairs in order in a way where I can start to make this happen and begin to release things before the end of the year. Who knows what happens from there, but I think it's going to be an interesting journey that everybody listening can definitely have fun with and be a part of. And hopefully that leads to a lot of very interesting opportunities, but I know it's going to lead to a lot of great stories that I can bring to this podcast, whether they go flawlessly or the scenes fizzle out and go poorly, we are going to have a smile about it all. So the last thing I want to bring up for this episode before I talk about the interview with the lovely co-host from the Great White North, Dahlia D. I have started to be on Discord. I know nothing about this, and I'm sure in the next episode she will be making a lot of fun of me, about me, because of this. But hopefully, once I get the hang of it, I will be able to do more just being on Discord and having fun conversations with people. I also plan on doing some more Instagram live shows, for lack of a better term. I did one, and I had a number of people in the room. It was a lot of fun, and mostly I talked about music and my record collection instead of just sitting there waiting for people to talk to me. I just kind of gave my own TED Talk about my vinyl. And I had a lot of fun, but if there are different things that you would like me to talk about when it comes to being on Discord or being on Instagram Live, please let me know. I gave you all the information already, but when it comes to if you have like long form questions, you can email me 
dick at danglingafterdark.com and I'd be more than happy to do it because I'm not going to lie. When it comes to Discord, I get a lot of emails saying that I have messages and I go on and I can't find the messages. So I don't know if they are for Dahlia, if they're for me, if I'm not looking in the right section. Technology is not my friend. (laughs) So hopefully once I get the hang of it, it'll be a little bit easier for me to navigate and I will do so and bring all of you along on that journey as well. So let me talk about this interview. So once again, this interview is with Sarah St. Clair. Thank you so much to Tanya Tate of Star Factory PR for the opportunity to speak with her. We followed each other on social media for quite a while, and we've been wanting to make this happen for a while, but because she is in such demand as a performer, it was difficult to get everything to line up in a way where we could do it, and we were finally able to make it happen, and she is just the absolute sweetest. She has such an easygoing way about her. And there are parts of her personality that are very soft and some are very sultry and engaging. And she was a lot of fun to talk to. I could see why she has the draw that she does because not only is she stunning and a fantastic performer, but she just has such a way about her that really draws you in and wants you to get to know her better. And I have a feeling there are some big things coming down the road for her career that are really going to take her to the next level. It's going to be spectacular to watch. So until then, here is my interview with Sarah St. Clair. Thank you one and all for listening to this episode. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Sarah St. Clair and all of the amazing people that you have heard on the show over the years. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And of course, dangle on. Mm. Don't worry, Dick will be coming back. Rick's Cabaret, Pittsburgh's premier gentlemen's club destination, is located at 9th and Liberty in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh. Rick's has five floors of entertainment for everyone to enjoy, so the party never ends at Rick's Cabaret. Rick's Cabaret also delivers the best adult entertainers and award-winning featured dancers to the stage, so check out Rick's online to see who's coming to town. Check out everything Rick's has to offer and follow them online. On Facebook, Rick's Pittsburgh. Instagram, Rick's Cabaret PGH. And don't forget to check out their online shop as well. Sooner or later, everyone ends up at Rick's Cabaret. Hey, this is Nami3Neko. And I'm Ivy Minx. And you're listening to Dangling After Dark with, with Dick, Dick Dangle. Dangle. <laughs> mm, he's recovered and ready to go again. Welcome back to the Pervert Nation. 
Here he is, Dick Dangle. People who say that dreams don't come true have clearly never seen my guest. She has worked for Reality Kings, Cherry Pimps, Evil Angel, Mile High, Bang Bros, and more, putting out amazing scenes that entice and captivate. So much so that her work has seen her nominated for a number of awards, including multiple hottest MILF noms for AVN. Add to that her subscription platforms, and you have a passion-filled package that cannot be contained. She is your hardcore Barbie and your dad's favorite midlife crisis. She is the beautiful Sarah St. Clair. How are you doing tonight? Well, that is a hell of an intro. I'm going to have to add that to my resume. (laughs) Yeah, feel free to cut it out and uh, you can take it with you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Before we get started, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Sarah St. Clair XXXX, on Instagram at Silly Sarah 91, and my personal favorite, OnlyFans.com slash Sarah St. Clair XXX. Tremendous. So, once again, it's an absolute pleasure to speak with you. Um, I had the opportunity, I saw you at AVN over that week in Las Vegas, but I did have a chance to introduce myself. There were times where when I'd see you, you were busy or I was running to something. Oh, yeah. That that week is just so crazy. Oh, no kidding. So I apologize for not making time because we've actually followed each other on Twitter for quite a while and I always like to introduce <laughs> myself. But how was your AVN convention week? Um, it was okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, no, honestly, I think I think going forward, Avian is the only one that I'm going to do anymore, just because like conventions, they get so crazy, busy, and stressful. And like at the end, when you're flying home, you feel like you got hit by a bus. You're so tired. So, and while like I do love going out and meeting fans, like that's the most important thing to me. I feel like I'll enjoy it more this year if I just cut out all the other ones and ju- just do one a year. I can feel that, and especially coming home from that week, because it's a little bit longer than most of the other conventions, and that's the first time I've slept on a plane. Oh, wow. (laughs) I I was a wreck. But uh, when you do conventions, what does that week look like for you? Is it more business and brand, or more fun and hang out with friends? So I'm actually really shy when you meet me in person, so... um... I'm more just like hang out at the booth and meet fans, sign pictures, stuff like that. Mm. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm not one of the girls that like goes to the parties and stuff afterwards. Uh, okay. I, don't know, I don't know. I get shy. <laughs> when it comes to meeting fans, when you have that moment, are you ever taken aback by their reactions yeah. to meeting you and the impact you have on them? Yes. It's so, so weird. <laughs> like... <laughs> People are all excited. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just Sarah. Not, right. Talk about here, like finding a cure for cancer. I'm just sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe there's a cure for cancer in that. You never know. Ooh, if there is, I'll be the first to let you know. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, I seem to hear something in the background. Would that be a little one-year-old dog? Yes, that would be Django St. Clair himself attacking the fuck out of a little duck <laughs> <laughs> okay well we will talk about Django st Clair <laughs> shortly but um let's get back to you so i hope you don't mind me saying this but i'm always amazed when i see these larger than life performers such as yourself at conventions 
I didn't realize how petite you were. Have you had yes. a lot of people who are surprised that you are basically just short of five foot tall? I never would have guessed that in a million years. Yeah, no, I'm only 4'10". I'm like one inch away from being a legal midget. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, no, like I get that all the time whenever people whenever people meet me in real life. Like, I did not know that you were this small. I'm like, yeah, all four ten. <laughs> wow. And I'm sure there are pros and cons to it, especially when it comes to the industry, because petite has been in for a while now. Oh yeah, no, like one of my favorite um, thumbnails from a scene that I did. It was for um, Hush Hush, and I was shooting with, with Dread. Oh, and he's like, he's like fucking seven feet tall, right? right? So I'm standing on a couch, and like he's like fucking me from behind while I'm standing on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a bit of a difference. Yeah, are, are there actual drawbacks to being petite like that when it comes to like positions and things like that for? Yes. So, so, you know, like, put your legs behind your head. Like it, it's harder for me cause I have short legs. So like <laughs> it's not as easy. Oh, I never even thought about that. Now yeah. <laughs> with being petite, I imagine many people think you are only submissive. Are you? Um, no, I'm a switch. Okay. So, I mean, I prefer being submissive, but sometimes I get spicy and be a little dummy. <laughs> <laughs> With the studio work that you have done and the DVD covers that you are on, shooting for studios gives you that opportunity to safely explore your sexuality and find things you may not have realized that you liked. Have you added anything to your regular repertoire that you found out that you liked through porn? Yeah, anal. <laughs> oh, well, there, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so um, before porn, I was never into it, like, didn't have any desire to try it. But, you know, in porn, that's such a big thing that we that will get you so many bookings. So I taught myself to do it, and then eventually I just kind of started liking it. <laughs> wow. Is there anything else that you have discovered? Mm, I mean, I've always been so sexual-like, so no, not really. <laughs> Is there anything that you have found out that you really didn't care for? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yes. So I, I like the concept of it being rough, whatnot. But like when it comes to like, you know, doing scenes like like grab your neck or like hold your face down. I found that I do not like that. <laughs> like it looks hot and everything. But like when it's happening, I'm like, oh. Make it stop. (laughs) I kind of feel that way, too. That's not the type of porn. I know it's not for me because of that, but it's not the type of porn I connect with. Yeah. Yeah. And also from porn, I learned that in real life, like scissoring isn't as hot as it looks like on the computer screen. (laughs) Oh, See, now you're you're throwing some heat here. I, I think a lot of people believe that is just like the height for two women being together. Yeah, no, because, like, again, b- before I got in porn, I watched a lot of porn. So I used to think that was so hot until I got booked for scenes like that. And I'm like, oh, this, this is just a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's got to be a shame. You're, like, mid-scene, and you're like, this really isn't doing it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, come on, just, just like, fist me already. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, you should make that a shirt. <laughs> yes can we fist already <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now of course 
like many performers, you have an OnlyFans site, which I can only imagine is worth way more than you charge. What can subscribers find on it from you? Oh, all sorts of content. Like I post nudes and whatnot every day, um, little teasers of me like playing with myself. There's everything from solo, lots of blowjobs, boy, girl, stuff like that. What do you look for in performers that you work with for your sites and platforms? Um, Well, attraction, obviously, that's a big one. But um, probably just how well they're known, following, whatnot. With everything that you do, how difficult is it for you to maintain all of the platforms and social media and other sites that come with being an elite performer? It's got to just be so time-consuming. It is, but honestly, I always have my phone in my hand anyways, so Mm -hmm. at this point, it's just kind of like second nature. Do you find it hard to turn that off? And Because everything is content nowadays, you know, whether you're just posting things to social media or otherwise. Do you have a hard time letting that go and just kind of being in the moment of something? No. Um, So, like, when I go out with, like, certain people, like, I have no problem, like, posting, like, look at us at dinner or whatever, but, like, a lot of times, like, I'm like connecting with someone, I will put my phone away and just not even think about it. You're a rare breed in the industry for sure. (laughs) So on your website, you said I did masters of arts work in art history as I wanted to be an art teacher. I did. What is your favorite style of art or does it just encompass everything? Uh, neo neoclassical era, right after the Renaissance. That was my favorite when like Greek mythology got, got brought back and styles were changing. That was my favorite. Are you a collector of art or are you just an appreciator of art? Oh yes. I, my walls are covered. Like I love going to local art shows. I used to live in New Orleans. That was expensive with all those galleries. (laughs) (laughs) Part of your job is traveling. So is going to museums one of the things you like to do when you travel? Yes. I love a good art museum. What cities that have you been in that have really good art museums? So my favorite trip I ever took was to Paris for my 25th birthday. And I went to the Louvre and it was like a dream come true. Oh, wow. Now, looking through your social media, I see that you wrote a book that is slated for release very soon called Romance Cost Extra, of which I am very interested in a signed copy of. But what made you decide to write a book? And is it a memoir, a how-to? Is it fiction? So Romance Cost Extra is my baby. It has been my life goal to write a book. And when I, when I got in sex work, like I would do some ballsy things. Cause I'm like, you know what? It can turn out good. It can turn out bad, but it'll make for a good story that I can use one day. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like I've kind of just taken like little things that I've done throughout my experience in the industry and put it in a book. Um, it's kind of a memoir. It's more based on a true story. Okay. Myself being the main character, of course. Um, and telling stories about scenarios I've gotten myself into that are quite naughty. Okay. <laughs> So how long did the process from I should make a book to this actually becoming a book take? So like I said, I've always wanted to do this. So like around 18, I got the idea like I want to get into porn and I want to write a book. Hmm. So sat on it for a while just because nobody wants to tell a story before it's over, you know? Oh, right. So 
I'm actually co-writing it with another, with another woman. And she reached out to me back in November and was like, so I've written all these books and I think that you have a really good story. I'm like, well, that's funny. I've always wanted to write a book. So this started in about November and it's getting released. looks like in June. Oh, wow. Congratulations on that. Thank you. In the style that it's written in, could it be picked up by a mainstream studio and kind of transformed into a movie or show, or is it too not? Oh, I hope so. Oh, okay. Who's playing you then? Oh, no one's asked me that question before. That's a good one. (laughs) Mm. Margot Robbie. She's my favorite. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> good choice that's a very good and if there's anyone that would probably accept that role it would be her right yeah. <laughs> now you've done a number of interviews lately you've been on the happy hour podcast working perspectives podcast uh the naked news uh, oh, oh yeah no there's been so much tanya's been keeping me hella busy <laughs> yeah no kidding uh, aip daily uk's daily star is it tough to come up with different ways to answer the same question <laughs> Kind of. Um, I was just talking to one of my friends before I called in and I'm like, I'm like, oh, like I'm grateful for these. But at the same time, it's like, like, I don't know what to say. I've always been really bad at interviews and like answering questions. So I'm like, I get nervous before everyone. I just kind of wing it. But uh, it usually works out. Yeah, you're doing <laughs> just fine. Please. I'm I'm just Dick Dangle. This is this is not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a big deal, silly. Oh, that is true. That is very true. So what types of interviews and questions do you like the most? Do you like the ones that really kind of pry into your adult life, ones more towards your personal and hobby life? What do you like? Um, Probably ones where people just want to get to know, like, me as a person. Because, I mean, like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like this can sound cocky, but my porn speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I can agree with that. It definitely does. And the next few questions will definitely help people get to know you. Awesome. Let's do it. All right. So uh, one item I definitely wanted to bring up was on your birthday. That was in December. You had a press release and it said that you were celebrating your birthday, which is December 3rd. And there Mm -hmm. were a number of ways that you could join in the festivities. And one was to donate to community grief support dot, Org, which I think is absolutely amazing. It's a grief counseling organization. For for those who may not have seen this, what made you try and raise money for this organization? Oh, that organization saved my life. Um, I went through a tragic loss um, August two years ago, and I was there crying in that counselor's office twice a week. They never charged me one penny. It was all just based on donations, mm-hmm. and they were there like. I could call and be like, hey, I'm really struggling. Can I please come in this week? And they would move things around. And again, never once charged a dime. So so I feel like it's really important to get back to them. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So anyone listening, if this is something you feel drawn to do, please do so. Yes. So the next set of questions, these are things that I really enjoy doing with my interview guests. What I do is I comb their social media and I ask them questions about certain posts that they have made. Uh oh, this will be fun. <laughs> so you are willing to answer? A I, I, I can get quite sarcastic That's out right. there. <laughs> well, we will see how you answer some of these. So, uh, the first one I would like to ask you about: You wrote, 
Guess where I'm going on a date today. Hint, it involves the Everglades and my favorite animals. So, okay, I'll bite. Oh, that's a horrible joke. That is a horrible (laughs) alligator joke. I love that. (laughs) So what makes alligators your favorite animal? They're death machines. They're so fucking cool. They're like the closest thing to dinosaurs. (laughs) That was not what I was expecting as an answer. (laughs) I am such a nerd when you get to know me. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. So are you into all animals that have that that instinct, that primitive, primal part of them? Absolutely. I never would. I can relate. But you have the cutest little dog. I know. Like, I, I want to get a snake so bad, but I'm like, oh, if I get a snake, it's going to get out of its cage and it's going to, like, kill my dog. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, quick personal story. In college, I had a girlfriend that had a snake. It got out of its cage, crawled through the heating vent into the room next door, <gasps> and luckily, it didn't hurt the woman that was in that room. It curled up in a ball in between the chair back and the cushion. Oh, no. When she found it, because it was like, hey, you may want to look around your room, and we heard the scream, and we found it. And uh, that snake was not happy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, so that may be a good Yes, no, it's not a matter of if the snake gets out, it's when it gets out. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, you wrote, all my favorite things to do involve balls. Now, you were talking about golf and i understand that you went to ohio state on a golf scholarship i did wow i was just i was just there for, for one semester before i moved to alabama but yeah i mean we mentioned my height earlier at 410 there's really only so many sports you can play so True. my grandparents got me into golf at a very young age oh interesting and golf is actually the number one most unused woman scholarship very interesting mm-hmm. fun fact so are you someone that still plays on the regular? It's it's so time consuming. I wish I had more time to do it regularly, but I try to get out like a couple times a month. Oh, that's actually not bad at all. So are are you a uh, scratch golfer or like what's your handicap? Oof. I have like 19 handicaps. <laughs> that's not that bad for someone that doesn't play on the regular. <laughs> I know. I used to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> so have you had the opportunity to play like Pebble Beach and some of the big courses? Like what? Where that, some of that's funny. Ones? Yes. Um, I did Spyglass last year for a friend's 50th birthday. Oh, very nice. Yeah, that was so much fun. Yeah. So on a scale from one to everybody, how many players, especially men, have underestimated your game? Like, have you hustled anybody? No, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Oh, <laughs> oh I would have hustled everybody. <laughs> That's why I was never good at stripping either. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Well, and that actually made me want to ask you, have you ever feature danced? No, I have no interest in it. Really? Like, no, I started dancing like right out of high school. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I, again, like, like I mentioned earlier, being shy and stuff, it's hard for me to like go up and just like start talking to people. Mm, okay. So, yeah, you have to like be able to like talk, hustle, make friends really quickly. And I just, not my skill set. I'd, I'd rather just show up and fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. Gosh darn it. <laughs> 
Now, the next tweet you wrote, or actually, I shouldn't say that you wrote, Django St. Clair wrote, I turned one yesterday and mummy got my balls cut today. Be right back, <laughs> taking a nap, high as fuck. So for, for the, so for those listening, we know that the dog's name is Django St. Clair, but what kind of dog do you have? He is a teacup Yorkie. So adorable. Yeah, he's he's about five pounds with fifty pounds of attitude. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so he has his own Twitter account, and oh yes, and, and everyone listening should definitely follow him, Django oh. Saint Clair XXX. Yeah, absolutely. So his looks are Twitter worthy, but what made you decide to give him his own account? So growing up, I never had like baby dolls and stuff to dress up. So this dog has become my fucking baby doll. Like every holiday, every occasion, he gets dressed up. I take pictures. He come, he goes everywhere with me. At one point, I had a, I don't have any more, but at one point, I had a stroller to push him around. And like, I'm one of those super fucking annoying people that I never thought that I would be. Never had pets in my life. Just got him a year ago, Aww. and now I'm one of these one of those those people. that's fantastic so however however he he does have a hidden talent oh and what what would that be his nickname is cleanup crew he is addicted to cum (laughs) i swear to fucking god i got hooked up with the perfect dog he loves to eat condoms i have to literally flush them the second that they come off or he will find his way in and eat it before i could even pick it up off the ground no kidding oh yes he will dive in the trash can after it like or my favorite is like, like when, when I leave when I leave the bedroom, he like gets up and sniffs around for the wet spot. So yeah, he earned the, the nickname "Cleanup Crew." <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, does he travel with you when you go? You know, mm-hmm. ar- around? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he goes everywhere. Oh, the, I... the, this dog has more sky miles than most Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure, being that adorable, he gets a ton of attention. Oh yeah. <laughs> Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, there's actually two of them. Okay. And the first one that I saw said, I like well vodka, wings, and baseball. I will never be referred to as high-end. I'm just simply overpriced. And the previous one was, it's my favorite holiday Cleveland Guardians home opener. Yes. I've been going to the home opener since I was a kid. It's a tradition. I love baseball golf and baseball are my two favorites that and the masters oh like yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah no i'm just a down-to-earth ohio girl like okay. i drink beer I, I go to baseball games <laughs> i'm sure the perks of your job one of them at least is that you have the ability to go to different cities you're working in and watch their sports teams Yes, that is one of my favorite things is, is to, to look at the baseball schedule coming up. Be like, ooh, I've never been to that stadium. I want to go to that one. I'll, I'll be sure to schedule to be there at that time. Gotcha. So beyond the Cleveland Guardians, who are your other favorite sports teams? And have you ever been to a memorable game, like a famous game? <sighs> yes. Game seven, World Series, Cleveland Cubs heartbreak.com yeah (laughs) I'm sorry to bring that up (laughs) I fucked Mike Napoli the next day though so it was okay (laughs) if you're going to get a consolation prize (laughs) (laughs) oh 
my goodness. So I heard you're a New Orleans Saints fan as well. Oh, yes. I am definitely a Hudak girl. Oh, when, I moved, when, I, when, I, when I moved to Alabama in 2011, leaving Alabama, you're right between both. So you can have the Falcons or the Saints. So I've always liked Drew Brees. So went that way. All right. So are you a hockey fan? <gasps> yes. I'm wearing my Ranger shirt right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm from Pittsburgh. I don't know if we can be oh. friends now. No, I'm totally kidding. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like all teams, I swear. <laughs> so with your oh wait you're actually like missing game seven as we talk yeah no i'm getting updates it's okay, <laughs> okay i was gonna say feel free to have it on the tv and scream i i will never <laughs> deny anybody that <laughs> so with your incredible appeal have you ever been highlighted on a stadium or arena screen yes it was a running joke forever that <laughs> whenever whenever i would go to a baseball game and i would either end up on ESPN or the big screen. Like this was like back when I was still living in Ohio, going to games, like all the damn time. Like it was just this running joke of where Sarah going to be spotted this time. <laughs> do you have like any uh, screenshots of it? I actually do. Oh, I, I, sh I should go through and find it. <laughs> oh, Please do. That's tremendous. Now the next tweet I would like to ask you about, you wrote, you sunscreen kids, Florida Sun one, Sarah zero. Now, of course, you got, oh. you got some burn on. That that was such a bullshit sunburn too. <laughs> I no, hear me out. So I was wearing my bikini, I sunscreened my whole body, but I had these giant sunglasses that cover half my face. So I totally forgot about my face. Uh. Yes, I, I, I was like, this isn't fair. I literally used sunblock. I just forgot my face. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine it's difficult being a performer and making content and enjoying the sun at the same time. Like, you're going to get burnt. You're going to get, you know, weird tan lines on occasion. Like, how do you mm -hmm. manage that? Um, You know, you kind of just hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm a redhead, so I just stay out of it. Completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one wants to see that. Now, the next tweet I would like to ask you about, it's actually the last one. You wrote, Daddy and I went to see Scream tonight. He said it was the first <laughs> he said it was the first time getting jerked off while watching people get slashed to death. What can I say? I'm all about romance. <laughs> yeah so it was a it was a weekday like mid-afternoon we really didn't have much going on and like hey let's go to the movies like i love horror like i love halloween love especially love slasher movies so yeah we went it was an empty theater and like i said i'm a very sexual person anyways and i, I love to push people's limits so yeah <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if my brain or body could process that happening at the same time. You know, like oh, oh yeah, no, that, that that's exactly what he said. He was he's like, I don't even know how I got that hard. Like I'm like, oh my god, these people are being brutally murdered, but this feels really good. <laughs> now beyond the movie Halloween, what other movies are your favorite horror movies? Oh, all time favorite is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original, of course. Oh, of course. Yeah, no. In, in my house, we watch Nightmare Before Christmas from August until January. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. I like that, actually. 
So what does the future hold for you beyond the book release, which I know is going to be met with rave reviews? Now that you feel like you want to dial back from conventions, is it just going to be about making content and traveling? Pretty much that. And um, I've actually hit up my agents um, to start shooting mainstream again as well, because I I took about like a year, year and a half off from shooting for like the big studios. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually in Miami next week. my agent, Team Brian, uh, lined up a few shoots for me then, and I'm planning to go to L.A. in June to get some more stuff out there. But my goal is to, to, to get more mainstream sh- shoots out there, have the book release, and then after that, just start plugging away on content again. Oh, very nice. So in taking that break, was it more of just really kind of needing the break? So I got into porn and in, I want to say, 2016. Mm-hmm. And the reason that I've been in it for so long is because, like, I go through these phases where I'm just like, okay, I'm over it. Then when I miss it, I come back because I just – I don't know. I just – I don't want to do something if I'm not, like, 100% into it. So I need, I need to shoot and have the fun. And then when it stops it stops being fun, just take a break and, and wait wait until I miss it again. Yeah, and I think that's actually really smart, and I've seen a number of performers kind of take that path instead of just burning themselves out and leaving for good. Oh, yeah. No, I joke. I'm I'm like a cockroach. I keep on coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has been an absolute pleasure to be able to speak with you this evening. One more time, before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where they could find you online and on social media? You can find me online, twitter.com slash Sarah St. Clair XXX, Instagram, silly Sarah 91, and onlyfans.com slash Sarah St. Clair XXXX. Fantastic. So it's an absolute pleasure to be able to speak with you. I think you do amazing content. I can't wait to see this book, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forward. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Absolutely.